Hi, everyone. Welcome to day two of the fifth annual Women Teach Trading and Investing uh, event. And this is International Women's Day. And uh, so um, we are looking forward to a great day. Uh, we got seven presenters lined up. And um, of course, this event is brought to you by tradeoutloud.com and timingresearch.com. And of course, all the information is for educational purposes only. Uh, trading is not suitable for all people. And please consult a financial advisor and only trade with money you can afford to lose. Uh, all sessions are being recorded individually, and those will be available on uh, timingresearch.com, as well as the Timing Research uh, YouTube and podcast channels. So today we are opening the event with uh, Valerie Fox, and I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to her. Awesome. Thanks, David. Well, hello and welcome to the 2023, I believe it's the fifth annual Women Teach Trading Online Conference. So happy to have you all here. My name is Valerie Fox, as David mentioned, and today I'm going to be presenting my top trading strategies for consistent profits. Um, just a quick opener for those of you who don't know me, I've been trading Forex for over a decade and still trade today. And over those years, I've built, implemented, optimized, and scaled multiple strategies. Maybe I've lost count. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I've been able to produce job-replacing income for myself and my family. And a fun fact about me, we alluded to it earlier if you were on the call, uh, waiting for the presentation to start. But while I was born and raised in the U.S., in Illinois, I now have chosen to call Portugal home, and I live on the beautiful island of Madeira. So if any of you have been to Madeira, type a yes in the chat box. Not many people have been here, but for those of you that have, you know, it's a beautiful place to live. All right. And then as a trading coach, uh, just as the little end of my intro here as a trading coach, you know, I, I help traders around the world ultimately build their confidence, improve their consistency with their results and achieve more profitability because that's why we're all here. So I'm the host of the Trade Focus podcast and also the author of the Self-Reliant Trader Method book as pictured on the screen. So that's enough about me. Let's go ahead and get started. David revealed a brief disclaimer at the beginning of the call. So I'm not going to repeat this, but ultimately everything described in this presentation is for educational purposes only and is not intended or nor should be considered as specific investment or trading advice. So let's dive in. I like to use, by the way, I'm just going to let you all know, I love using, oh, Leslie's been to Madeira. I love it. I love using the chat box um, to make these presentations a little more engaging. So if you want to humor me and I'm going to do some questions along the way, try to get you guys a little bit more engaged and maybe woken up depending upon where you live in the world. But um, be sure to pull up that chat box and change the setting. It, I think by default, says to host and panelists. And if you change it to everyone, then everyone on the call can see your responses as well. And it just makes it a little bit more fun. So, all right, top trading strategies, what we're talking about today, and specifically for consistent profits over time. That's what I want to focus on. So um, let's start with kind of a fun question. What does it take to get consistent results over time? What do you think? Type your answer in the chat box. Obviously, we're talking about trading here. What does it take to get consistent trading results over time? Anyone have any thoughts? Discipline, absolutely, Catherine. Leslie says discipline as well. Any other thoughts? Risk management, Matt, exactly. 
a consistent plan. Absolutely. 399420 said that. <laughs> some of you guys have names, some of you don't, and that's totally okay. I still love your participation. Talent. Okay. I love it. Uh, I would I would maybe translate that into skill. Uh, I don't think anyone's naturally talented with trading, but I think it is a skill you can develop. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? I'm going to go into the weeds on this eventually in the presentation, but it's always fun to see what people uh, think about initially. Okay. So my general answer is I believe consistent execution is what brings about consistent results over time. So maybe some of you have heard this phrase, you know, if you do the same thing over again and over again and over again and expect a different result, that's the definition of insanity. Well, consistency is kind of the inverse of that. If you do the same thing over and over and over again, you should get a similar result. And the same is true with trading. Obviously, there's no strategy that's 100% profitable all the time, right? Trading is about probabilities, not about prediction. But if you have a systematic rules-based way of trading that you can implement or execute on consistently over time, then you will get consistent results. But next question is, drumroll, maybe if I can get my thing to turn, bear with me. What does it take to get consistent profits over time? right? You can get consistently negative results by doing the wrong things over and over again. But what do you think it takes to get consistent profitability over time? Any thoughts on that, you guys? Put your comments in the chat box. I'll give you just a second here. And for those of you that are just joining the call, feel free to enact your chat feature or your chat window and um, change it to everyone so everyone can see. Um, all right, so 44106 says patience and follow a strategy. Catherine says a good strategy, absolutely. Any other thoughts before we dig deeper? I know some of you guys might be typing, so I'm just going to give you a moment. 399420 says a variety of trading strategies. Matt says cutting losses and letting profits run. Leslie says an edge, awesome, all good things. Any other thoughts? Okay, well, I'm going to give you my thoughts now. An edge, good entries and exits, awesome. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts. Uh, again, it's just nice to get your fingers typing so you can be a part of the presentation here. So my thoughts on what it takes to get consistent profits over time is specifically a rules-based trading strategy, strategy, goodness, that includes all of the following. Um, one, finding an edge in the market. You need a consistent way of finding an edge in a market which means that by default needs to be defined. You need to know what you're looking for. You need to think through a way that you will be able to identify a high probability trade setup, right? So what do you need to see on your charts? What charts are you even looking at? What are you trading? <laughs> you know, there's some questions you need to ask kind of before you get to how you find your edge, right? You need to know what market you're going to trade. Are you going to be a scalper, a day trader, a swing trader? You know, what charts, timeframes are you going to look at, et cetera? But what do you need to see that says, yes, this is a high probability trade setup? How many of you on the call have a way today of objectively, in a very rules-based way, identifying your trade setups? Give me a yes or no. Do you have a rules-based, consistent way of defining or of finding your edge in the market? No, no, yes, no. So a lot of variety, but there could be some opportunity. 
Not really, somewhat, roughly yes, somewhat. Okay, so, you know, a lot of you on the call, you know, obviously you're all at different points in your journey, might not have a consistent rules-based way for finding an edge in the market or saying, without a doubt, yes, I see my edge on the charts. I'm going to take this trade. So what that tells me is there's room for improvement, which is amazing, right? That's probably why you're attending this conference because you're learning, you're trying to soak in information, you're trying to get better results. So um, if you answered no or not really, or somewhat, if this wasn't a heck yes to, do you have a rules-based way for finding an edge in the market? That is an easy thing you can walk away from this presentation with and try to improve. And actually on this training, I'm going to be sharing my favorite way to find an edge in any market. So sit tight, stay tuned on the presentation. I'm going to go into detail on this item number one later in this call. So without a doubt, you'll be walking away with some ideas of how you can tighten that one up. Okay. Okay. Item number two, I have like too many windows up. There we go. Because I was pulling up the chat window, which was blocking my ability to hit the button. Item number two for your rules-based trading strategy is adhering to a risk mitigation strategy. So it's not enough just to have a finite way of identifying your edge or your trade setup. You also need to have a way to mitigate risk. What do I mean by this? I mean, you need to know in advance, what is your risk tolerance per trade? How much are you willing to lose on a trade? Um, I like to do this as a percentage of my account balance of my trading account. Some traders kind of are used to doing it as like a dollar amount. And either way is fine as long as it's a tolerant um, amount that you are okay with. This is a personal decision. There's no um, right or wrong way. Well, there is a wrong way to do risk mitigation, which is oftentimes not to have a strategy in place. But ultimately, before you enter a trade, you should know, what am I willing to lose on a trade? And this is often like a mathematical equation where like you don't want to over leverage yourself on an individual trade. Um, but a lot of traders don't think about this before they start trading. So this is a good thing to think about now, no matter where you are in your journey. Do you know your risk tolerance per trade? Number one. Number two, per correlated instrument. So if you are trading um, the stock market, you know, how many trades would you allow yourself to be in in the same industry, for example, or in the same sector? You should know that. Are, are you allowed one trade per sector, three trades per sector? Can all your trades be in the same sector? Like, think about that and think about the risk associated with having that much exposure and if you're okay with it. And then also, number three, you should be asking yourself, how much am I willing to risk per day, per week, and per month? So it kind of depends on what kind of uh, trading approach you're using. Are you scalping? Are you day trading? Are you swing trading? Those might have different risk tolerance amounts for you. But if you're a scalper taking many trades a day, you should have a maximum exposure limit where if you hit that, like if... If your daily tolerance is maybe like a 3% loss, I'm just throwing a number out there, and you have 1% risk per trade, that means if you have three losses, you just need to stop trading on your live account for the day so that you don't lose any more than that because you have predefined that as your maximum risk. The same is true for the week. What is your maximum risk tolerance for the week and for the month? So what this does is it helps you eliminate drawdowns in your account that are bigger than you want to handle. 
And this is ultimately how you minimize your risk. This is how you protect your money. This is how you define your maximum drawdowns. There's a lot of things in trading that we cannot control, right? So many things that we can't control. But your risk tolerance and your risk mitigation strategy is something you can control and you should control, in my humble opinion. So uh, this is a very detailed way to look at risk tolerance. Some of you, when I started, may have thought like, yeah, I have risk mitigation strategy. And then as I go through those level details, you might be like, ooh, I'm not that detailed with mine, or maybe I only have one or whatever. So let me know in the comments, do you today have your risk mitigation strategy defined? Give me a yes or a no, uh, just to share with the group here. And there's no, you know, this is just kind of identifying some quick wins for you. So we've got yes, no, somewhat, yes, yes, no, somewhat. Okay, so a lot of variety again, but if this isn't something that you had lined out prior to this call, that's a quick win. You can just spend a little time um, figuring out what your risk tolerance is and making sure that that's something you can incorporate to your trading. So that's an easy, easy win. The next one, the next thing you should have in your rules-based trading is an entry and exit method. So this is like, okay, you have your edge in the market, you know how to find it, you see it, you want to enter a trade. You know how much you're going to enter the trade for because you know your max risk per trade. But the question is, where are you going to enter and how are you going to determine, determine that entry, right? Are you waiting for a pullback? Are you entering at the market price? Are you waiting for some indicator or drawing tool like a Fibonacci retracement or a pivot point or whatever, you know, or a moving average touch, you know, what are you using for your entries? And do you know what that is? And do you know how to find it when you have a qualified trade setup? Likewise, you should also know your exit points. And this is both in profit and loss. So what is your ultimate stop where you want out of the trade because price has gone against you by so much and you've lost your edge. So you should be able to kind of objectively define that. Again, maybe you use fibs, maybe you use pivot points, maybe you use moving averages, maybe you just use a, a certain percentage of the daily moving, you know, the daily average move. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but you should know where you want out of the trade and loss. And you should also, in my opinion, have a profit target, an ultimate profit target, where when it gets there, you just close out your full position, whatever's remaining, right? So using a very standardized entry and exit method. Um, let me ask you guys in the comments, how many of you already know your entry and exit methods, both your entry, your stop, and your take profit, like ultimates? Yes, somewhat. Um... Pretty good on entry, not so good on exits. Okay, so these are, again, um, they can might take a little research, might take a little back testing, same. Um, but these are things that you can turn into rule-based ways of trading that ultimately take the guesswork out, takes the emotions out, and it helps you get consistent results over time, not to find on the exit. Okay, and then the, the last one, the fourth thing that I look for in my rules-based trading is applying a trade management protocol. So we just talked about entering and exits, which are kind of like your ultimate exit points. 
But there are times that you need to manage the trade or there are strategies where there's additional trade management involved. So what I mean by this is how are you going to manage each trade when it's active? Is it a set and forget, meaning you've entered with a pending order or market order um, and you already have your ultimate stop and profit targets, so you just let it run until one of those gets hit? Or um, maybe you use a trailing stop loss or maybe there's you know a time or distance where you tighten your stop loss manually to reduce your risk and or lock in profit as the trade moves in your favor. Some other things to think about with trade management protocols, you know, which is ultimately how you handle active trades. Um, you know, is there a certain time of day or day of the week that you close all your active trades no matter where they are, whether they're in profit or loss? So, for example, as a Forex trader, um, you know, there's something called the daily rollover. So even though the market's open 24 hours a day, five days a week around five o'clock Eastern time, every single day when the market's open, the spreads widen. And if you're trading on smaller timeframes like scalping or even day trading, you might not want to be in a trade during the daily rollover because your stop losses are pretty small. And that daily uh, spread widening might just like kind of almost automatically stop you out. Likewise, if you're a stock trader, a lot of stock traders, especially again, if you're trading on the smaller timeframes, if you're a day trader, if you're an intraday trader, if you're a scalper, you probably don't want to hold trades overnight or maybe even over the weekend. So those are some considerations that you need to think through for your active trades. Um, is there any time when you would just manually close them? Another thing to consider with that is like market events. There are certain uh, scheduled events in the market that can be planned for, right? Um, <laughs> Leslie says, set, cover my eyes and hope the stop isn't hit. <laughs> I love it. And you would not be surprised if uh, a lot of people do that. And some people do that and they don't even have a stop. They just let the trade go. So use a stop loss. <laughs> Please use a stop loss. If there's one thing, use a stop loss. Um, Again, that's my humble opinion, but you should always have a stop loss. That's the only way you can manage your, your risk mitigation is by having a stop and doing your position size accordingly. But anyways, I digress. Trade management protocol, uh, you know, figure out what it is you need to do for active trades. Maybe that's nothing, or maybe that's, there's a few nuances and you need to work your way through that. Um, so We'll just finish strong with asking on the last tidbit. How many of you have um, your trade, have a trade management protocol that's defined? Give me a yes or a no in the comments. No, yes. Anyone else care to share? No, no, not really. No, yes. Okay. So this could be some low-hanging fruit if you answered no or not really or somewhat to this, to this fourth one. Okay, cool. So let's now we're going to talk a little bit more. So there's kind of four big buckets of rules-based trading. And this rules-based trading, again, leads to is how you get consistent profits over time. It's how you get consistent results over time. You really need to be applying rule-based trading. What I'm going to go through, go into in even more detail, as I alluded earlier, is item number one which is finding an edge in the market. That's kind of where it starts, right? Um, I, I could go into all these, but the presentation time is not long enough. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with 
finding an edge in the market. And this is my favorite lot way to find an edge in any market. So you guys, you know, I'm a Forex trader. Um, I mentioned that at the beginning, but this is applicable no matter what you trade, right? If you're a stock trader, you trade indices, futures, options, uh, cryptocurrency, whatever. This is applicable to all those markets and it is price action. So how many of you are familiar with price action trading? Anyone? Just kind of want to get a gauge of the audience here and if anyone's familiar. Yes, yes, yes. A little, yeah. And price action is kind of a very general term that can be applied in different ways. So let me let me um, kind of go into a little bit more about the price action that I use. I believe the ultimate, 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 like golden nugget of price action trading strategies is support and resistance. And this is all about just looking left for historical proof on the charts. So as you all likely know, <laughs> um, price moves based on buyers and sellers and orders that are available. And even when you're in an uptrend, right, price doesn't normally move in a straight line. It moves in waves. Likewise, when we're in a down market or there's a downtrend, price doesn't move in a straight line. It moves in waves. And oftentimes, these waves where price is going up and down occur in support and resistance price zones. So um, it's really, really useful when you're trading to be able to kind of read the charts and to be able to identify support and resistance within your trading. Things become a lot easier when you can read the charts with, their, I call them naked charts, right? They have nothing on them. You're just looking at support and resistance. Um, so before I dive into uh, what I'm going to share next is three ways to trade support and resistance in any market. But first, I want to quickly pop over to the charts and show you what I mean from a visual perspective. Um, about support and resistance and how I find it. So I'm going to just pull up here trading view just for um, a quick chart here. So I'm just going to go through a couple of charts and show you how I look at support and resistance. First of all, from a chart setup standpoint, I'm really accustomed to using candlestick charts, but for support and resistance, what makes it even easier to identify is just to go ahead and change it to a line chart. And this is using the closed price of the candles and it's plotting it in a line. So basically support and resistance is where you have the points. These are levels of support and resistance, right? Uh, when they point upwards, they're called resistance. When they point downwards, they're called support. So we have a level of resistance here, support here, resistance here, support here. And don't get hung up on you know, resistance versus support, because what happens is a lot of times you can see here that this prior support became resistance. And that happens all the time, right? Here, this prior resistance became support, became support. So what happens is, um, like if I just add a line here, let me make it a different color. So maybe you can see it better. Maybe not red, maybe purple. That's kind of close to blue. Bear with me. We'll do yellow maybe a darker yellow, orange. There we go. Okay. So you can see here, this line is just a horizontal line that I've attached to the close price of this candle on the daily chart of the S&P 500 index. So price went up and bounced from it. Wow. What a level of resistance. So what this meant is price was going up, 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 up. And then when price got here, it changed directions or 
Um, basically, this price level was respected and it caused a bounce. But then what happened over here, it went through it, went up, up, up for a while, eventually came down and bounced before going through it, going through it. Um, you can change this a little bit. Sometimes these are zones, right? Um, sometimes, you know, price isn't perfect. Uh, so sometimes it's a zone where price became, was resistance here, became support here, uh, came past it and is now retesting it as resistance again. Likewise, if you go um, here, you can see price went above, came back and tested before going up and tested it again before going up. Price came down, retested it here. So as you study price on different charts, you'll see this time and time again. And in fact, if you've never um, traded with support and resistance, uh, you know, it's really kind of like an art form. There's a certain level of like training your eyes to see it. And I highly encourage you, if you're just looking for support and resistance, to switch to this line chart. I personally, again, love candlestick charts, and that's how I trade. If you wanted to do that, you could follow the green candles up and then the red candles down, and it's just the close price of the candle where it changes directions. But like on a lot of the, it's a little bit easier on like Forex because the candles all align. So you can see these like support and resistance zones a little easier. But like on some of the indices and on some stocks, because of the price gaps, the daily price gaps, it can make it a little trickier to read. So just do yourself a favor. And for ease, if you're trying to like teach yourself support and resistance, go here. Okay, let's look at some stocks. So I, Apple, uh, let's just, you just take the horizontal line and apply it, right? So if I just look at this, so price went through it and then tested it and went up down up. So it doesn't always respect it. So again, price is not perfect, but if you look left further, you can see, wow, price moved all the way up and then kind of went in this zone, pushed all the way down here, it tested it again, here it tested it again. Um, and you can adjust these to like different close prices just to see kind of which levels really hold. You can do this on daily charts. You can go down to five minute charts. It's the same concept and it can be applied to any time frame. So just looking at the peaks and valleys, so to speak. That's support and resistance because a lot of times when you look left, you'll see many areas tested that zone and respected it or reversed from it. Now, again, the reason why on that trade plan an edge is not enough, you have to have risk mitigation, you have to have entries and exits, you have to have trade management protocol is because of examples when this happens, right? So price respected it here, went past it here respected it here, went past it here, respected it here very well, went through it here. You know, you get some respect, especially if you bring these down. You've got, um, these are zones again, right? So you got respect, 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 respect over here. So if you just spend some time, that's Apple. Let's look at Tesla. Um, let's go back up to the daily chart or you can do the one hour chart. You know, we got this level right here resistance, or sorry, support, support, resistance. I mean, time and time again, chart after chart, you'll see this because a lot of trade institutional traders trade using support and resistance, okay? Uh, you can do it on gold and silver. You can do it like here's on gold. You can see this prior resistance, price goes through it, comes all the way back down and you get some support levels here. Some of these are really close to another, another but not exact. So you can kind of oftentimes just kind of find areas and you look further left, you see this, 
And then, oh my goodness, was it magic or was there also support and resistance further back? And it just continues and continues. So support and resistance is something that's um, reliable in finding an edge. Again, nothing is predictive. It's about probabilities, right? We know that price can go through these support and resistance levels, but it's one way of giving you an edge. And again, in Forex, the same is true. You know, you've got these levels that can be used time and time again. Right now, uh, price is, ah, doesn't want to stay right there, please. So price is retesting on the euro US dollar. This price was moving down for a while um, on the euro US dollar. And then it has bounced up. It's come back down and retest this low. So this is kind of a key test on the euro US dollar. We'll see if this level holds. If it goes up and it goes above these highs and comes back down for a retest, that'd be good to the positive. Um, but if it breaks through this, then a retest would probably be likely. And if it did, that would be a sell retest. So a lot of times when it breaks through, it often comes back up for a retest before going further. And then, you know, again, all markets, you have closed prices on the daily charts, on the hour charts, et cetera, that can be used for this type of analysis. So this was a very key level of support and resistance. Price recently dropped below it, came back up for a retest, has gone lower. So then I would look for like, what's the next one? I see this guy right here. Are there any others that might be retested on Bitcoin? So yeah, this there's kind of this zone in here, which price is headed to, and we'll see what happens there. But the cool thing about using support and resistance, um, the way I'm going to show you is there's three ways you can use it to kind of enhance the edge. So support and resistance alone is a great thing to kind of uh, train your eyes to see, but you can combine it with other ways of finding edges to make it even stronger. So next, I'm going to share with you three ways that I trade with support and resistance. Again, they can be applied in any market as well. Before I dive into these, do any of you use support and resistance in your trading? Give me a yes or a no in the chat box. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. So really um, easy way or like a, one of the qualifying factors you can use. And I'm going to show you now three other ways you can kind of take support and resistance, combine it with something else, and it makes it an even better edge, so to speak, or have a higher probability of a positive trading outcome. Nothing is guaranteed ever, but we're talking edges here. We're talking probabilities. We're talking about making those edges stronger. So the first one is to combine support and resistance trading with trend trading. So where you trade with the trend. So what I'm talking about here is using, you know, some kind of trend identification uh, to create a trading bias and then trading off of key levels of support and resistance. So I'm going to flip back over to the charts and just show you an example. Uh, this is just purely an example. Um, there's a lot of different ways people identify the trend. They might use moving averages. They might use swing highs and lows. They might use uh, RSI, MACD, uh, I don't know, tons of things, right? Some might use the monthly chart, some might use the hour chart, some might use the daily chart. So there's a million different ways. And even within each of those, there's like different settings you can apply. 
So let's go back to the S&P 500 index, and I'm just going to apply an indicator, a uh, moving average indicator, okay? And the default was nine candles. I'm going to change it to 20 candles. And again, it depends on what kind of trading you're due and, and you know, what kind of, uh, um, you know, if you're long-term trading, short-term trading, et cetera, the... I'm just changing the color so you can see it a little bit better. So the blue line is our candle, our closes of price. And then this blue line or the red line here is the 20 moving average. So one way to use moving averages to identify trend is when it's increasing, then it's an uptrend. When it's decreasing or moving downward, it's a downtrend. So if I was trading this more recently, right? We were in an uptrend, price crossed below the 20 moving average back on, you know, early February. And then also the moving average line started decreasing. So that puts us into a downtrend, which means my trading bias in a downtrend would be to find sell opportunities. So what you might do is say, okay, uh, let me find times when price goes so there just started to go decline. So you may have been like, okay, this is an interesting level of support and resistance here. Price crossed below it. It's probably going to come back up and retest it. It did. Uh, didn't touch it exactly. Price isn't perfect. Um, and then from here, you might say, okay, well, maybe price is going to come back up here. You know, it went, this was the previous support, goes below it. Will it test it again? It pulled up, not all the way. Um, it eventually does go up, kind of kisses that moving average. Here we are today. Um, you know, you might say if price goes below this, it might come back up and retest it. So again, combining support and resistance, especially these recent support and resistance levels, because uh, we never know where price is going to turn and stop. This is all about, okay, price, just show me where you're going to go. I'm going to look for sell opportunities since the trend is down. And then I'm going to use recent levels of support and resistance to help me, right? So you might say like, okay, if price, totally getting into the weeds here, but kind of once I get going, I just want to keep going. So if price went from here and then down here, then, or maybe not that far, maybe here, you know, where it's gone below this, but it hasn't gone below this one, I might say, okay, well, if price were to come back up, I would want to sell right here as long as this is still going down. So that's a kind of a specific way you can say, okay, we're in a downtrend. I'm at a key level of support and resistance up here. Maybe I would have a pending order waiting. Let's look at a stock, Apple. So Apple is currently, it wasn't a big uptrend and it's kind of flatlined on the daily chart at least. Let's go down to the four hour chart. Okay, so now we're in an uptrend. Price just moved up. Um, so I would say price kind of just reacted off these levels here. Definitely if price goes above this, right? This is like the first more recent key level of support and resistance. If price goes above that, then you'd have a buy opportunity with the pullback to it. Um, you could also look at some of these other closer levels here and you could zoom out more to see like how, how meaningful are they or how respected are they? This one might be another one too, very similar to this one. So yeah, I would say on this one, this would be on my watch list. This is on the four hour chart. So this is higher level trading. Uh, if you want more action, you could just go down in your time frame. So for example, here, uh, I don't know what all these lines are. Let's add a horizontal line. So on the five minute chart, price, uh, the things going up, 
price more recently just went above this. Um, and now it's coming back down for a retest. So this could, you know, again, you need to create the full strategy behind it, but um, you know, what's happening here and how can you use it? So you could always go up a time frame to get more precise. The higher time frame you go, the more reliable the support and resistance are, right? So you could even say, okay, I'm gonna find my support and resistance levels on the daily chart because those are very strong support and resistance levels. Let me clear out my charts here. Uh, reset chart view. Um, you might say, okay, I'm going to find support and resistance on the higher time frame chart, like the daily, and then I'll go down to the one hour or the 15 minute and trade off daily support and resistance levels on the uh, you know lower time frame chart. So there's a lot of different ways you could do this. Um, does anyone today trade using the trend and support and resistance? Anyone curious? It's just one way to combine. I mean, there's literally infinite ways to trade, but that is one way to combine support and resistance. Let's um, dive into the second way that you can use support and resistance in any market. Candle action. Okay. Candle action, what I mean here are using, um, I call them reversal candle sequences, but they're basically candle sequences that are known to basically demonstrate from a charting perspective, uh, reversals. So with support and resistance, having a certain candle sequence at that support and resistance is meaningful. The candle sequences that I like to use, the most common one is the pin bar. There's five candle sequences. I'll just say them out loud um, so you can write them down if you want. But the pin bar is like the number one. And I'll let me show you what that is. First, we need to switch to candles. So this is a perfect example of a pin bar right here. You were in an uptrend, price went up, closed down strongly, signaling a downtrend. But again, on the daily chart, uh, let's just take this trend off because we don't care about trend for this one. This is purely, uh, or my moving average. So price goes up. We have a key level of support and resistance here. Um, you know, if you want to flip over to your line chart to more easily add that and then flip over and say, okay, do I have any candles Boom. Wow. Look at that. So you had a key level of support and resistance on the daily chart on Apple. Um, and you had this pin bar show up that is a strong sell signal at a key level of previous support and resistance. Wow. That is like a winning combo. I'm looking at this in hindsight, obviously, but when that showed up, I would be looking for sell opportunities, right? So again, it's going to help you get your trading bias at key levels of support and resistance that have candle action to support it. So this is kind of like a wait and see approach. All of these are. It's like, I know what I'm looking for. I know what signals a high edge and I'm gonna look for it. Um, so that is one example of a pin bar. Let's see if we can find another one. Let's go to Tesla. Do, do, do. Or let me see if I can find, this is kind of like a spinning top. That's another one. Uh, this would be a pin bar at the bottom where price was going down. Uh, it shows up, that's a buy signal at a level of prior support and resistance. Um, this is another pin bar that's a sell signal. Um, this is a pin bar that's a sell signal. This is also a three bar reversal where you have a big green candle up, um, kind of an indecision candle, which could be just a small candle, whether it's a spinning top or a pin bar um, or an inside candle. And then you have a big strong move down. So this is a three candle sequence that signals a reversal, which you can see price did in fact go down. Here's a pin bar at support. So price was moving down. This pin bar shows up. That's a strong signal that this prior support or resistance might hold. 
Again, it's all about probabilities, but these are strong signals. So the five candles are the spinning top, the pin bar, the engulfing body. Um, the engulfing body is where you have like a green candle up. And then the next candle's body goes the opposite direction and also moves past it. So this green candle started here, went here. This candle started here and went down. It engulfed or it like ate the body of the previous candle. That's an engulfing body signal for a cell at resistance. And you can look left and see these were key levels of prior resistance. Price comes up, shows you that engulfing body. Great time to look for a selling opportunity. That's where, though, you have to dig deeper and identify your entries and exits. But as far as like finding an edge, overlapping prior support and resistance, resistance in this case, um, and candle action, oh, so powerful. Um, and then inside candle is when, let me see if I can find one. Here's one where price goes down. And then the second candle with the wicks is completely inside of the first candle. That's the inside candle. So price was moving down, uh, rotated up with an inside candle, shows a buy, uh, looking left at a prior level of support and resistance. Super meaningful. You've got power there. Um, not guaranteed, of course, but when we talk about probabilities and an edge, it gives you an edge. And then the last one's a three bar reversal. So like here's a three bar reversal where price went up, you have a little bit smaller of a candle and then a big candle closing down. Um, you can look up reversal candles and like do tons of studying on it. I obviously have traded these in the past. That's why I'm so knowledgeable. So do the research. There's tons of articles, but those are some examples of using candle action at key levels of support and resistance. We'll just quickly show you that this is possible on all charts, right? So this is the Euro US dollar. Let's just go down to the one hour chart for some variety. So here we have an inside candle. Price was moving down. We had a candle inside of the prior candle. Price moved up. Um, here's a big version of a price was going up. You got an engulfing body there where this body eats the prior body. Um, here's a spinning top. Price was moving up. Give you a spinning top with a super small body. Big wicks on the top and the bottom of equal size. And then price drops down all the way down for a while. Um, once you train again your eye to see these, you will see them everywhere. Here's a, a pin bar to sell right here. Price was going up, gives you a long wick up and then closes down. That's a sell signal. Um, looking left, it's at prior support and resistance, prior support, prior support. So once you train your eyes to see these, you will know that there's tons of opportunities um, to find these things. It's all about honing in on something that um, is easy for you to see. Um, yes, and Leslie says, I find pin bars and engulfing bars easy to see and use. Absolutely. Combine that with support and resistance if you're not doing that already. When those set up at key levels of prior support and resistance, it is huge. And if you want to really advance it, like I said, if you trade um, candlesticks, like on the one hour chart, go up a couple time frames and find key levels of support and resistance at higher time frames that these are happening with like on the one hour and it's really even more powerful. Okay, and then last but not least, patterns. So using support and resistance and patterns are really huge too. One of the, um, there's a lot of patterns out there to be traded, but one of my favorite patterns to trade is the head and shoulders pattern. Um, most of you, if you've, if, it, if you've studied patterns, that's one of the most common patterns that's traded. So let's look at this. Let's just change it up and go to the crypto charts. 
excuse me. So here's a head and shoulders pattern right here. We were in a major downtrend on the one hour chart. Um, I'm back on like February 22nd because I had scrolled left, but we're in a downtrend going, getting lower lows, lower highs, price goes low here. And then all of a sudden breaks above this point going higher. So you have the left shoulder, the head, well, it depends which way. It was a downtrend. You've got the rotation. I use different terminology, but eventually this is the right shoulder where price came down, triggered the buy. And then in this case, it went up a little bit. It didn't really hold. Like I said, it doesn't always hold, right? So you need to be prepared. So here's another example. Price was going up, down. Here's the head. Here's the left shoulder. Rotates lower than the, the neckline um, and then pulls back up for a cell, pulls back up for another cell, depending upon where your entries are, pulls back up again. So you have to have your trade man management uh, protocol in place. Let's go up and look at a different currency pair on the four hour chart. Here's another one. Price was going down, goes up, gives you a head. Here's your left shoulder. Price goes up and boom, goes up. So there's different ways to define head and shoulders. You can use MACD divergence, you know, indicators and overlap of other things. But again, when they set up in areas where you look left and see prior support and resistance, I'm trying to find one that I can get it all on the same screen here. <laughs> Sometimes the examples are not always in the time frame that I'm trying to show or on the pair. Does anyone trade head and shoulders on the call? Curious. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Here's a, a tight example. You'd probably see it better if you zoom down, but you, we were in an uptrend here. Price rotated down here below this prior low. So you've got the left shoulder here. Price then moves up. You sell at the left shoulder to go down. That was a big move down. This is probably if you, I'm going to put a line here because I bet if we look left, we'll see some other, yep, prior resistance, prior support. And I bet if we go up on to, this is the daily chart. If we go up to the weekly chart or the monthly chart, I bet we'll see some, uh, I don't know which line it was. <laughs> Evidently I have a couple lines. All right. I lost the line. I was scrolled back here. Here we go. It was the 484. I'm going to go up to the weekly chart and look at the 484 price because I was zoomed back. I'm going to delete this one. So you can see this is where the opportunity was, which doesn't look like it won, but uh, you know, we can tell on the lower charts it did because all this price action is consolidated into fewer candles. But you can see here was a great level of prior support and resistance on the weekly chart. Um, over here, it gets respect as well. As you go up in charts, uh, the, the zones are more apparent. But wow, look at all these levels of like wick touches, um, body touches, just a lot of movement and respect around this level. And then you could even go up, you know, even higher to the monthly chart and see, wow, look, price went up, came down, tested, shot up. So you see this behavior around this price point over and over again. Wow, look at all these uh, support and resistance zones here. So price eventually broke through it here, came back up for a retest. Again, price isn't perfect. Uh, you know, when you look for that price section on the lower timeframes, it kind of clears up some of this confusion, but test there, test there, test there. These are big moves because I'm on the monthly chart. So uh, the higher you go, support and resistance becomes very, very um, easy. Um, and, you know, if you wanted to, for uh, patterns, do line charts, sometimes that can be easier as well. Although, um, you know, you really just should do what you're used to. So those are 
three ways to trade support and resistance in any market. This is all candlestick and trend line charting, uh, where you can combine support and resistance with trend trading, candle action, and patterns. So in total today, we covered a lot though. <laughs> so we covered how to get consistent profits, right? Um, you know, you have a rules-based trading strategy, you deploy it consistently, and then you work on fine-tuning your results. We talked about the ultimate price action strategy, which in my opinion is support and resistance and trading support and resistance and the ways that you can make support and resistance even more powerful in finding the edge is to combine it with either the trend, combine it with candle action or reversal candle sequences. And I shared five of those earlier, or to combine it with patterns like the head and shoulders pattern. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I would definitely love to connect if you're interested in connecting. I have a free podcast that I have new episodes being posted every single week. Feel free to check that out. I've included the link to Anchor here, but you know it's also on Spotify and Apple and all that. And you can connect using this link here. Uh, if you are interested in reading my book, The Self-Reliant Trader Method, I walk you through exactly how to build your own strategy, optimize your profitability, and really own your future with trading. So that can be found at tradefocus.com. And I'm on Facebook as well. So if you just want to uh, like my business page, you will be in tune with any events I'm doing or podcast updates or uh, any giveaways or new products and things like that. So um, I'm on Facebook. And then Feel free to email me if you have some specific questions or just want to connect in another way. My email address is support at tradefocus.com. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, especially to all of you who um, embrace the chat feature and answering my questions and being engaged. I appreciate all your positive feedback here at the end. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to connecting with you and feel free to reach out if you have any additional questions. I hope you found the information valuable and have an awesome, awesome day. Enjoy the rest of the presentations.